Welcome to the next podcast by Millinery.info. This podcast is with Catherine Cherry, the winner of the 2017 MIMSI Melbourne International Millinery Competition Award. The competition is run by Catherine Ellen of the Essential Hat in High Street, Paran, and the competition is open to milliners from all over the world. We hope that you enjoy this podcast and your entry for this year's competition is going well. You can find out more about the competition on the MIMSI website, which is www.mimpsy.com.au. So let's have a look at this beautiful piece we have here. Can you tell us about how you came up with the concept and put it together? Well, um, it started from a block that I bought at um, Boone and Lane when I was visiting my family in the UK. I always try and go and do a trip down to Luton and um, loved this shape so I was dying to use it so I also had a coat with the hound's tooth a, a thick woolen pink and black coat so I wanted to do something along those lines but not so thick and heavy and so I thought I'd try something with beads which I thought would take a couple of weeks but didn't. How long did it take? <laughs> uh, well I started it on and off about 10 months on and off so, so I didn't do any over the spring braiding season. I just picked it up um, on and off all over the place. I used to take it to airports if I was travelling and sitting doing it. Um, Mum and Dad's at Christmas sat doing it. Um, so yeah, it took a long time to do the beads. It so nearly didn't get finished because I was so over so is this a piece that you made specifically for the competition or you just happened to have it on the go? I started it um, for something else. I actually started it thinking I would enter it into the um, wear it for the Mornington Cup the year before, but started it about two weeks before, then realised that wasn't realistic. Uh, and for those who can't see the shape, we're going to add some pictures to the website. But it's which I discovered it's like a feminine trilby shape. Yeah, yeah. Kind of an all-in-one. Yeah. It's got beaded work in a hound's tooth across it and then a beautiful black beaded trim off to the side. Um, is this a technique that you'd developed yourself or come across? Um, I just was playing around. My mum gave me some silver wire. Um, she's an artist, so when I go home, I raid her attic and she has lots <laughs> of amazing things that she kindly donates. Um, I was going to do something big at the back and dramatic, um, but then by the time I finished the beading, I thought it needed something a bit more subtle. So um, I thought I'd stick with a little feather feather theme because that reminded me of the shape and um, just give it a go with the beads. So they're about my fourth attempt to make the feathers. Yeah. So have you used this block in other ways since? Yeah, I've made um, just fabric-covered hats with it. So black and white one with lycra over it for a Derby Day, a Derby Day one. Um, and I've done one for myself in felt. So it sits quite nicely with felt. You don't have to do the whole head. So you got a wonderful collection of prizes from your win. So it I was did. presented at the Labasa House yes. on a, at the conclusion of the parade. Yes. What, what was in your wonderful bundle? Um, so I got um, an amazing bundle of hat-making tools. Um, 
which was funny because Catherine gave me those after she just told me and then got me to walk around um, for photos and to show everyone the hat with the model. But she'd gave, given me this big box of <laughs> goodies, <laughs> 20 kilos of um, amazing hat tools. So I've only used a few. I'm looking forward to using those. Um, and then what were hats by Roland? Roland, hats yes. by Roland. Um, and they're actually what made me finish the beading when I was about to give up when I was on holiday at my mum and dad's at Christmas time. And I was just had about the top part to do. And um, Catherine put a um, little clip on Facebook of the amazing tools. And she was unpacking. Yes, <laughs> so she was unpacking. And that made me, because I was starting to just lose all hope in getting it finished. And it was driving me bonkers. So I went up that day and got it and sat, sat at night time, determined then to finish it. But not thinking I'd ever actually win them. But that was a good little prompt. that was my um, <laughs> motivation. I was like, well, you have to be in it to win it. Um, so I got a lovely apron with everybody's labels stitched on, which is one of my favourite prizes. I got a cash prize from Catherine from the Essential Hats, which um, I put towards my hats off to Adelaide. Um, B, I've decided that's what that's gone to. And some pattern making um, gear. Uh, a $200 House of Adorn voucher, which I'll again spend on my stuff I need for hats off to Adelaide and a $400 hat block um, which I've yet to spend voucher from Hat Blocks Australia. So where did you find the materials for the piece? Um, well the fabric was from Darn Cheap Fabrics. Which is um, a black and white polka dot base. Yeah um, it's just 2020 um, underneath that. And then all the beads are from good old Spotlight. Yeah. And um, why generously donated by your mum. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, exactly. So I did quite a few um, trials of different coloured beads. Mm -hmm. um, but the pink and silver was my favourite. So I started off thinking of doing something a bit more sculptured with beads, not actually sewing them onto a hat as such, but this is how, after all my trials, it ended up my favourite. The beads are um, stitched on top of the dots. Was the dots the basis for the concept of beading them in the lines, or that kind of evolved? Yeah, no, I thought I tried it with that fabric on just a flat piece of 2020, with <laughs> the thought of then trying to see if what it would look like if I could maybe make a dog's tooth sort of 3D percher type yeah. thing but that didn't quite work out so um, yeah then I thought I'd give them a go with the shape I thought it might look okay. So let's talk a little bit about your millinery in general. How did you first become interested in millinery? Um, I did a well I love wearing hats um, but I've got a 60 centimetre head, so I struggle to, which is probably mainly hair, I struggle to buy hats to fit that don't give me a headache or give me a big line across my forehead. So I did a course with Mandy Murphy. Um, when I stopped doing shifts as a nurse, I could actually commit to doing a, an evening course. 
and did a six six week course which I loved and then a couple of years after that I decided to I wanted to do some more so I went to Kangen and ended up doing sit two three and four so I just thought I'd go just to have a bit of a hobby and you know I got to my first night and I started talking work experience and <laughs> I panicked a little bit thought what am I doing but yeah now I ended up carrying on and yeah here I am <laughs> and what what do you think was the best aspect of your training when you were doing short courses and then the formal training through Kangen? Um, I think just learning so many different techniques, but also learning um, the sort of traditional processes too. So we started off with Paris learning the felt, um, you know, in two piece. Uh, you know, and learning how to do the head fits properly and, and that you can always go back to um, those skills and then try and experiment them a bit more now that you've got more confidence. So how would you describe the style of hats you're making at the moment? I don't know. I still, I still don't feel like I've got a style, really. I made another hat similar with a similar style with the beads for um, the Dutch. The... With um, hat lines, they ran the competition Unlock Your Block, that uh, one? Uh, yeah, the, where everyone's got the same block. And um, so I used a similar um, technique, but I won't ever be using that again. <laughs> I've <done laughs> I don't twice know. now, I don't know. Um, so I don't know really what my, I'm not, I'm, I guess I'm still searching for what my style is. And so are you creating hats for customers at the moment? I don't really. I um, stock my hats actually at the Essential Hat um, for the spring racing. And um, I don't see clients one-on-one -on -one because of time and, and having another um, job commitment. And really I just like making what I like making. So, And then if it sells, it's a bonus. Fantastic. Yeah. So at the moment, your well, this winning piece is a beaded piece. Yes. Um, are there any other materials and techniques that you really enjoy exploring at the moment? Um, I enjoy. I just really like fabric covered hats. So um, trims, I feel, is probably my um, weakest link. So I'm really happy with the blocking, and I love doing the fabric covered elements um, so yeah exploring that more and finding trims that are a bit more individual um, and sort of not so repeated by everyone where do you create your pieces um, in my lounge <laughs> in your lounge <laughs> and is this hoarded with pins and yes. threads and yeah my um I'm in a rental place my landlady will never be listening to this so it's safe to say that when I have my inspection, the table goes over the little blob of glue on the carpet. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I have a little, one of those car things that with a magnet to go around picking up my pins. But, yeah, yeah, in my, in my, uh, so in my living room. But that's yeah. a creative space nonetheless. <laughs> <laughs> it is. And when you're looking for inspiration for creating peace or just looking to feel inspired, where do you, where are you looking? Um, I guess Pinterest mainly. Um, 
if I'm looking for something particular. Uh, I'm not really a great follower of fashion, so I don't tend to follow any particular fashion trends. I'm not really up with what's happening in fashions on the field or around the world fashion-wise. So generally I'll look at, I guess, what I've got and what I feel like making and then get my sketchbook out and then see what ends up happening. So you're a sketcher? Oh, sketcher. Very limited sketcher. <laughs> it's more a way of that I can put my ideas down yes. and maybe work out which side I want things or which way I want things sitting. But it wouldn't really represent what what's going to appear. I won't be able to give it to someone else and say, this will be what your hat looks like. So more of a <laughs> development process for yourself is yeah. to yeah. a vis visualisation. Yeah. So what is the best handy hint you have come across or someone has shared with you? I think maybe just during the course, just learning about your own quality and being a judge of your own quality is something that's bared with me. So like when I was finishing this one off, a few nights before I spent doing the little extra beads on the edge to make it look round, whereas maybe I wouldn't have done that if I wasn't hadn't been taught that, that you have to really be happy with your own quality. This next section of the podcast is with Catherine Ellen, the founder and curator of the Mimsy competition. How is the Mimsy competition plans going for the upcoming year? They're, they're going well. We're back into the planning stage now after the races and um, our um, grand finale event location is settled at La Barca. We're going to go there again. We're going to go up there for photographs in a couple of weeks. Um, Lili Chin is coming down uh, to help us promote. She's going to be one of our judges for the streetwear category. And that's another new thing this year is that we're having two categories, a general category and uh, also streetwear. Um, and this is to try and help promote the wearing of hats as a normal fashion accessory. Uh, so something we don't do very well in Australia. We ought to, especially in Melbourne, where hats are such a big thing. Um, but it's a big thing in Europe where people, you know, you, you walk around London or Paris and you see people wearing hats and it's just like putting on a scarf or, or a different pair of shoes or a belt or something. It's just something different. Um, so we've got a new category, and almost everyone who's already signed up is signed up to that category too. Oh, fantastic. So what are you looking for? What kind of materials should people be looking to use or at particular styles? I, I imagine there will be some, some fabric. I imagine we'll see things like trilbies, maybe a take on the, um, on the baseball cap. Um, sun hats, of course, would be good because they're always good in, in Australia. We had one sun hat last year in the, as a, a finalist. Um, from Germany, which was a beautifully made hat. Um, but we also have um, members of our community who do wear hats every day. The Jewish community wear hats every day and for synagogue at the weekend, and ladies wear hats to church as well. So I think that's um, something for us to push. And in terms of the other category, the general category, what's, is there a specific criteria for that one this year? No criteria, again, just, just nice big prize money. Uh, last year we had some theatrical pieces, we had some racing pieces, some evening wear and um, as you know that hand beaded piece won uh, first prize last year as well. 
what prizes can we look forward to? Oh, prizes. We've we've got lots of cash prizes um, for both categories. We've also got um, um, sponsorship from House of Dawn, as we did last year. Um, they provided us with some fabulous gifts. Also, and also this year we have Hatters Millinery um, from New South Wales, um, who are going to be sponsoring the streetwear um, prize. We also, again, have Hat Blocks Australia, Daryl Osborne, and we also have um, the guys from Guy Brown offering um, uh, prizes as well. The Hat Magazine also sponsoring us, and also Hat Talk. And we're really pleased to have the Millinery Association offer us um, um, automatic membership for the winners of each category, so that's fantastic too. Uh, well, we're, we're really pleased to have Lulin Chin um, offer to come up for um, for judging of the streetwear competition because um, uh, she's she's such an um, outrageous fashionista and um, and a fun person to have around. Thank you for joining us for this podcast and millinery.info. We hope you're having a wonderful day stitching and your hat for the Mimsy competition is well on its way. If you haven't found out about the competition and would like to learn more, please check out the Mimsy website to find out about how you can register your piece, where you need to send it to, and how can you view the pieces at Labasa House. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please make sure you share it with a friend. You can do this through our Facebook page, through Instagram, or through our SoundCloud. And we look forward to bringing you another episode soon. Thank you for joining us.